The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello and welcome to the Hoop Ball DFS Today podcast. I am your host, Mike Capatria, flying solo on this wonderful March 14th Sunday card. I should say cards. Uh, we've got three slates to talk about here. We've got a nice little two-game slate to start off early in the morning, afternoon. Uh, showdown, keep us busy in between. And then our main slate, six-game card, right around 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So we've got nine games total to talk about. Uh, as always, just quick shout out to our presenting sponsors. If you guys haven't already checked out, go check out my bookie, the number one sports book in the industry. The only sports book I trust with my money. Uh, they get my stamp of approval. They get every set I earn that I want to put towards any sort of wagering, uh, including your game bets, your parlays, whether it's NBA, MLB, some March madness, whatever your fixing might be. They have it over there. Check them out, guys. They also have a fully fledged casino platform. So Maybe you don't want to get a little game action. Maybe maybe your bets went sour, you know, early in the night. And you still want to, you know, take a chance, get that money back. Head over to the casino platform. Open 24 hours, seven days a week. All sorts of table games, slots, craps, you name it. They have it over there. And if you sign up with my bookie on your initial deposit, use that promo code HOOPBALL, H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L, and you will receive a 50% deposit match on up to $1,000. So, you put in a thousand bucks, they'll give you five hundred dollars for free to play with, guys. It's free money on your initial deposit. Use that promo code Hoopball, and then open up that other tab, pull up Manscaped, check out all, all of their awesome male grooming products. Whether it's the lawnmower 3.0, the ear, nose, and hair trimmer, uh, or you just want to get some of their conditioning products, the toner, the conditioner, the body wash, they're all absolutely fantastic, guys. You check them out. Use that promo code HOOPBALL20. You get 20% off plus free shipping. So maybe you're a little skeptical. I don't know if I trust them. I don't know if I want to try them. Well, now you have your reason, guys. Use that promo code HOOPBALL20. You get 20% off plus free shipping. And uh, yeah, great products. Perfect package kit 3.0. Highly recommend it for your travel kit. All right. We're going to jump right into things, but before we do, just want to give a little bit of uh, a little bit of background of what's going on over here at the DFS Football Today podcast, and I guess the whole DFS platform over here. Uh, so I just want to give a quick shout out to Chuck Bands. Uh, Chuck was with us for a little while, did a fantastic job, but Chuck, unfortunately and fortunately, unfortunate for us, fortunate for Chuck, uh, he has a uh, another job opportunity that he is going to take during his full-time day job. Uh, it's going to cut into his weekend hours a little bit, but uh, so he is no longer going to be with us over here at DFS today. Uh, with that being said, we are uh, we're looking to add some more bodies, uh, maybe not in the necessarily in the midseason, but we're going to be taking some applications, whether it's on the podcasting front, the writings front. Uh, maybe you have some discord experience, whatever you may be able to do. Shout out me, Dan or Santino. Uh, we'll keep your name. We'll keep your resume. We'll keep everything on file. And then at some point this season, we are going to be looking to grow. So uh, thank you guys for bringing us to this point, getting us to this point where we could grow and we're adding bodies and everything like that. That is all due to our listenership, our viewership and everybody else. And a uh, big shout out to everybody on the team already. You guys already know what I think about you and how great you guys have been. But nonetheless, felt like it was needed to be said because, uh, you know, enjoyed my Saturday shows with Chuck. But nonetheless, he is doing some big and better things. We'll jump right into this. First game, 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time game. Memphis Grizzlies traveling to OKC to take on the Thunder. Uh, we do not have a game total. 
and we do not have a spread for this one. That's going to be the theme for a lot of these games today. Just no game totals, no spreads. For Memphis, Jaron Jackson Jr., the only injury that we need to be concerned with as of right now, the only major guy on this Grizzlies team that's out. And for this OKC team, we definitely have some things to monitor. Uh, Shea Gilders-Alexander and Darius Baisley both missed that last game. And knowing that it is a second half of a back-to-back for the Thunder, there's a decent chance Al Horford may sit out this side of it. Uh, and then we also know that Hamadine Diallo was traded uh, to the Pistons for Sveen Michalik, who will likely not be ready to suit up in this one. And then George Hill and Trevor Ariza are both still out. So that is what we do know for this one. Two games slate, we're obviously going to be looking to attack this one a little bit differently. This is probably going to be the more appealing game, an appetizing game, especially if you're looking to try to get some of your value in there. So we'll start off with this Grizzlies team. John Morant coming in at 8,100. Uh, won't fault you for Ja here. Fair price tag. Only a two-game slate. Looking at a guy that's not necessarily that Steph Curry price range that could put up 50 DK points. He's definitely one of those guys. 8,100, I definitely have some shares of him. Played well in this last time these two teams faced off, put up 51 DK points, and he did so on shooting less than 30% from the field. He writes the ship. He could be looking at a nice game. But I'm thinking we have a floor of about 40, uh, 38 to 40, and then we have that 50-point ceiling in this one. So I don't mind John Morant. And then I'll definitely be looking to attack the front court with Jonas Valanciunas. I mean, this guy's just been consistently churning out big game after big game. Um, <clears throat> this one, no Al Horford in the front court. They'll be a little bit weaker. We'll probably see Mike Muscala draw the start with Roby next to him at the power forward. And Joe Val should just be able to have his way with that front court. At 7,600, you're going to have to make some center decisions between him and Gobert, but those are the only two options I would even consider on this slate. Outside of those guys, I'll look at maybe a little DeAnthony Melton. Grayson Allen returned in that last one after the concussion, uh, but he was basically not even in the rotation. He didn't even play a minute. What that means for you know Desmond Bain and DeAnthony Melton and Justice Winslow's minutes going forward, does that mean Allen's not going to you know creep in here and take some of them in this one? No, um, he might, but I'm pretty convinced that Melton is the better power or better power forward, better shooting guard on this team uh, over Melton, over Allen, over Winslow, over all these guys. So I'm going to put my money on Melton if I had to pick any of these guys at 4,500. We know his upside. He's a point per minute type guy. Only needs about 15 to 20 minutes to even get us to where we need him to. So side B up. My main options I'm looking at on this side of the ball, John Morant, Jonas Valanciunas, and a little bit of DeAnthony Melton. Uh, wouldn't mind Kyle Anderson, but not one of my premier options. We'll slide over to the other side of the ball as I sip my coffee. Ah, nothing better. Nothing better than that cup of joe in the morning. OKC side of the ball. Shea Gilligan's Alexander coming in at 8,700. Now, if he plays in this game, I really do like Shea. I think this is a tremendous matchup. I think this is a fair price tag. I don't want to pay 8,700 for Shea, but he's been balling out. The usage will be there. And just talking about some of these guys that we're looking to spend up on the slate, you know, if you're not spending up on Curry, you're going to have some money left. Uh, it's that simple. So I do like it as a pivot off of Curry. Uh, Shea, if he does play 8,700, great play. Al Horford, we, you know, we need to monitor it. If he plays, sure. I'm kind of in the camp. We're thinking he's not going to. And if there is no Shea, there is no Al Horford, there's no Baisley, there's going to be a lot of usage that goes around. I'm going to be looking at my main man, Lou Dort, 5,400, one of my favorite mid-tier value plays on this slate. Uh, if there is no Baisley and there's no short Dort, or I mean, and there's no Shea, Dort should just be able to chuck 15, 18 shot attempts with ease. And Isaiah Roby at 5K would be my second favorite play on this team. Like I said, he should draw the start for Baisley regardless, did it last night. And then with no Al Horford would only increase his minutes. And we have that Muscala value there. Prefer Muscala over Pakuzeski. Compare those two guys, very similar price tags, 3,700. That is it for this OKC side of the ball. We'll move on to the next game, 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time game, Utah Jazz. 
traveling to Golden State. They're taking on the Warriors in this one. Pretty exciting game. Should be pretty competitive overall. For a game total, we have 230.5 with Utah being favored by 6.5 points in this one. Injury news for Golden State, Marquise Chris Clay Thompson. That's it. And for the Jazz, they have yet to release their injury report. So we'll have to keep an eye on that one. We'll start off with this Jazz team. The top team in the Western Conference. This team has just been churning and burning. Uh, and it's almost been the opposite for the Warriors. I think they lost four straight games. So we'll have to keep an eye and see if this is a. Uh, this is a good bounce back spot for him. If you're going to punch a team in the mouth, you want to punch the Jazz right now. Donovan Mitchell coming in at 8,900. I'm all set. I prefer Shea if Shea plays at 87. Nonetheless, I will not go to Mitchell even if Shea doesn't play at 89. I'd rather just spend up the extra $1,000, get the Curry. Go Bear at 79, definitely very much an option. Even going double center option could be something if you want to go more fair and balanced and attack that 7K range. Don't mind that. Uh, just a great floor, great ceiling in this. They don't have the body to to match up with them. They can try Wise, but they could try Looney. Neither one of them will work. Gobert should be looking at a little over a point per minute. And if this game stays close enough for him to play 30 minutes, I actually don't see a world where he doesn't hit close to at least 37 to 42 DK points. Conley and Clarkson, I love Conley in this matchup. 6,500, probably one of my favorite Jazz plays on this team. And then I like Clarkson if you're looking at GBP pivots. I don't want to play both these guys in the same lineup necessarily, uh, but they Clarkson makes a lot of sense. They're only $300 cheaper. I love this matchup for Clarkson as well. I just don't want to target both these guys in the same lineup. So I'll be pivoting off of Mike Conley in my GPPs with Clarkson. And then if you want to take stabs at guys like Bogdanovich, sure, don't blame you. 58, I think there's other guys I'd rather play though. On the Golden State side of things, things get a little trickier over here. As we said, Jazz have been playing tremendous defense all season. And it's going to be a tough matchup. You know, looking at Steph Curry, 9-9, I'm not quite sold on where I feel about him on this two-game slate. I already talked about it. I kind of want to wait to see what happens with Shea. If Shea gets ruled out, yeah, sure, then I'll go to Curry. Uh, Draymond coming in at 7K. Obviously not the prototypical matchup that we want to target Draymond Green in going against Rudy Gobert and this tough front court. But like we just said, they have no bodies. If this game stays close, Draymond should be looking at 34 to 35 minutes. Uh, at 7K, it's a fantastic price tag. Not going to Ubre, Wiggins, or Wiseman in this one. Uh, Wiseman, I did want to look at, but that price tag at 5,200 kind of just pushes me a le- away a little bit. If anything, I'd probably take a stab at Looney at next to minimum salary at 33. But when it's all said and done, I probably prefer Muscala over both of them. And that's it. That's it for the two game card. Quick little hitter. A uh, nice little two-game card, too, though. I like those games. So I'll be looking to get a little exposure. And we'll move on to the 6.30 Eastern Standard Time game. Showdown slate. San Antonio Spurs traveling to Philadelphia to take on the 76ers in this one. Not a big showdown guy. You guys probably know that by listening uh, over the years. Uh, you know, I touch on him. I'll play him a little bit to get exposure to him. But to be honest, with the 2 o'clock games and then the 7 o'clock games, I don't, I don't see myself having too many shares in this one. But nonetheless, we will break it down. I wish it was on the main card because there's definitely some value that we'd be able to take advantage of in this. Uh, no game total. No spread. Obviously, we're waiting on a lot of injury news and a lot of uh, a lot of things to monitor. Joel Embiid, he's been ruled out, and Ben Simmons is considered probable. Embiid, as we saw, uh, injured his knee in that last one, hyperextended it, and now he's dealing with a bone bruise. He's expected to be out the next two to three weeks. It's a difficult loss for the... Uh, for the Sixers, but as one can imagine, we are happy it is not for the season. Uh, that looked very, very scary. It looked very, very bad. And he's good. Uh, positive. Glass half full. For the Spurs, LaMarcus Aldridge, DeMar DeRozan, both of them rolled out. Aldridge, as we know, is not going to play another game in a Spurs uniform as they shop him around. Keep hearing the heat 
are interested. I like that matchup. I like that suitor. And DeMar DeRozan, he is out for personal reasons. He will be attending his father's funeral this weekend. Uh, so prayers with DeMar DeRozan and his family. Uh, guy going through a tough time right now. So hopefully he gets back soon, DeMar. Want to see, uh, see you take the court, buddy. All right. We'll talk about this one. For the Spurs, obviously, no DeMar, no Aldridge. A lot of value. A lot of minutes are going to open up with these two guys out. Now, uh, how do we want to attack this one? I think it's simple for me. I'm looking at DeJounte Murray. I'm looking at Derek White. I'm looking at Kendall Johnson. And I'm looking at Jakob Pertl. The four big players that we know are going to step up with the minutes and the usage with no DeMar and no Aldridge. Now, Jakob Pertl gets a... Gets a tough matchup on paper, but no Joel Embiid. He should just be able to do what he needs to do. I don't expect him to get in too much foul trouble. No one else in that starting front court really is a high-volume shot taker. Dwight Howard, Tony Bradley, Mike Scott. None of these guys are guys I'm really worried about putting Pirtle into foul trouble. So I'll be looking at some Pirtle. Is he going to be my captain? Probably not. If I'm going to refer my captain to somebody, it's probably going to be uh, somebody a little bit more upside. DeJounte Murray, I do like in this matchup. The usage will be there for him. He's most likely not going to see the direct matchup against Ben Simmons. We'll probably see him get more of a Seth Curry um, or one of these other wings. We'll have to kind of wait and see on that. That's kind of my prediction in the in the uh, the way I'm looking at it. So I'm expecting a big game from Murray in this one. And then, you know, waiting for that Derek White and Keldon Johnson get right game and hitting it on the head is what we're trying to do. I'm going to continue to play these guys. If I lose a little bit of money along the way, I'm okay with that. You need to understand that. We need the minutes to be there for Keldon Johnson as he slowly kind of works himself back from that COVID. He's basically played 23 minutes at most. Once he gets back up to the 28 to 33 minute mark, he's going to smash his price tag right out of the park. So I'm going to continue to play him, hoping I hit that one on the head. Uh, and the same thing goes for Derek White. You know, the minutes are a little bit more secure with Derek White. He had a decent game in that last one. We're, we want a little bit more of the peripheral stats between the steals, assists, rebounds. Only put up three uh, combined assists, steals, rebounds, and blocks in that last one. That's not going to get it done. Uh, but the usage is there, 7 to 12 from the floor. As long as he's taking double-digit shot attempts, we can play him. And that's probably it. I don't think I'll end up going to uh, too much more. I can see Patty Mills as well. I'm mostly attacking the backcourt with the Spurs, the guards mostly. On the Philadelphia side of things, obviously, no Joel Embiid. We can lock in Ben Simmons, just play him. Good to go. Ben Simmons, Tobias Harris, Dwight Howard, these three guys are all absolutely phenomenal plays. If I had to pick one to try to get into my captain spot, I would probably say it's uh, I would probably go Tobias Harris on this one. I mean, I'm I'm gonna try to get Ben Simmons and Tobias Harris in just about every showdown lineup if I do it anyway. But I would try to maybe just be a little contrarian, get the cheaper guy, allows you to spend up in a different spot, try to get an edge on ownership, and go with Tobias Harris. And that's probably it. Just those three guys for me. Again, wouldn't mind the stab at Seth Curry, but we only got so many spots in this one, and I do not believe I will be playing any Tony Bradley. And oh, one more guy had circled. I apologize, Matisse Thybulle. It uh, doesn't matter who's missing. This guy's just making the most out of his minutes in the defensive front. Uh, over the past three games, he has 10 steals in those. Uh, and he's just going to continue to be a defensive force. As long as he's playing mid-20s minutes, we can definitely look at him at a value play. He's only 2,600 for the showdown slate. Don't mind that. All we have for the showdown, we have a main card to shift gears to move over to. Kind of cruising through this one. That's what happens when you're on a solo slate. I got no one to argue with me. I got no Santino uh, ripping jokes on me. And I have uh, I have no Keith or Breton outshining me. No, those guys are great. Move on to the last slate. This game starts, or the slate starts, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have Miami Heat traveling to ooh, Orlando. Ooh, ooh, Orlando, Orlando, if I can get that out there. As Sonny would say, the spit in my mouth. 
This game does not have a game total. It does not have a spread just yet. Uh, for the uh, for the Heat, though, we do have the injury report. Pretty big one. Bam Adebayo, Avery Bradley, Myers Leonard all ruled out. Gabe Vincent is probable. For the Magic, Cole Anthony, James Enos, Evan Fournier, Markel Fultz, Aaron Gordon, Jonathan Isaac all ruled out. While Terrence Ross is questionable in this one. So, uh, definitely have some exciting things to talk about in this one. Now, uh, there's no game total. There's no spread. I'm expecting this one to probably be one of the lower game totals and spreads on the night. Um, and for that reason, I probably won't have a whole lot of exposure. Now, there is some few uh, few pieces on the Heat side of the ball I definitely like. And we're getting a couple discounts. Now, Jimmy Butler, a guy that we've been taking advantage of and playing quite some bit. But it's tough when you get that you know price tag where it's getting up there. 9-4, though, is very, very swallowable. Uh, I don't mind paying 9-4 for him. I think it kind of be a little contrarian. You're going to see I like a lot of that 9K price tag, and I'm avoiding a lot of the 10K. I think a lot of these priced-up studs are just too cheap. So trying to get three of them in your lineup is something I'll definitely try to do. Now, does Jimmy Butler, where does he come? Uh, stacked against the rest of these guys that we'll get to. You know, your Paul George, Kawhi Leonard's, uh, Carl Anthony Towns, a lot of these guys. He's in there. He's in the discussion. Is he my top one? No, he's probably top four, three. So I will have some shares. He's just not going to be my number one high price guy. Uh, outside of him, I'll be looking at Kelly O. He's just been taking advantage of the center minutes he's been getting with Bam out, just sliding right over there, consistently playing 30-plus. Uh, and in the meantime, he's just been consistently turning out you know, 30-point DK games with a couple of upsides of 38 and 45 in there. Uh, smash on value right there if we're looking at Kelly O. Probably been pretty chalky. Still don't mind it. And then I don't mind looking at Goran Dragic. I don't think I'll be going to Tyler here or Kedrick Dunn for quite some time now this team's starting to get healthy. We're seeing the usage and the minutes kind of dwindle for these guys slowly and slowly while Drogic and Butler just continue to pour it on. So 6,200 for Drogic. Again, I'm not trying to play all three of these guys or overexpose myself to this game, but I think you know playing one or one of those three guys on the Heat uh, is a philosophy I will roll out on this slate. And on the Orlando side of the ball, it's simple for me. I'm only looking at Vucevic, 9,900. He's finally back under 10K where we can actually you know really feel confident in him hitting that value. You know, no BAM. Fantastic cakewalk matchup. We get that. These two teams just played not too long ago, and we saw him play fairly well. So if you want to take your stabs uh, at Nikola Vucevic, don't mind it whatsoever. I mean, the dude is averaging about 45 DK points against them, and that is with Bam. That's it, though. Not going to go with these wings. Not going to be playing any, uh, you know, Garrett Clark, Tumo Kiki, or Aminu. Good with that power forward position. Let somebody else deal with that headache over there. Next game. 7.30 Eastern Standard Time game. We have the Cleveland Cavaliers. We have them traveling to Atlanta to take on the Hawks in this one. The Hawks have yet to release their injury report. And for the Cavs, Del Vadova, Andre Drummond, Torian Prince all ruled out. Darius Garland is probable. Dealing with that left groin strain. We saw him miss that last one. He's expected. Probably end up joining that starting lineup, which would most likely push Okoro to the bench. Keep your eye on that. And as we know, Larry Nance Jr. and Kevin Love both returned in that last game. Uh, Love on a pretty tight minutes restriction, only played about 10 minutes. Nance came out and played mid-20s in his first game back, which is always an encouraging sign to see. No game total and no spread for this one. We'll start off with the Cavs here. Definitely some options to look at here. I'll definitely be taking some stabs at Jarrett Allen at 8-200 going against this Hawks team. We know the pace, uh, and we know that they're vulnerable. So don't mind taking some stabs at Jarrett Allen. He's been a little bit down over his past few games, putting up some middling 30-point games. Left a lot of bad taste in people's mouth. But keep in mind, he played 33 minutes against this team earlier in the season and dropped them a clean 45 and a half DK points. So, you know, a lot of people probably play Capella over him. I probably wouldn't cash. But in GPPs, I don't mind shifting to Jared Allen, hoping to take a, a little edge on that exposure and that ownership over there with him. Outside of him, 
It's just going to be Larry Nance Jr. for me at 4,900. I uh, love this play. He's just going to come out, and he's slowly going to get his way back up to you know that 28 to 30-minute roll. Just a great point-per-minute guy, just a great price tag, great matchup. They're playing him at the three, but he'll also get time at the four and five as well, I'm sure. So sign me up, Larry Nance Jr., one of my favorite mid-tier plays on this slate at 4,900. And that's probably it for me. Those are going to be my two main options I'm looking at. Wouldn't mind Sexton if you wanted to go there. But when push comes to shove, I will have other options and plays I'm going to. On the other side of the ball, looking at the Hawks, Trey Young coming in at 93. We talked about a lot of these studs uh, being in that low 9K range or even in the 8K range. And Trey Young is no different. He falls in there. So, again, you're going to have to make some decisions. Who do I prefer, Trey Young or Jimmy Butler? I think I prefer Butler, push comes to shove, uh, especially in cash. I just like Butler's floor a little bit more. But Trey Young's an excellent play, excellent matchup. We know this Cleveland backcourt can't defend a fly. And at 9,300, there's plenty of meat left on the bone. Won't be going to John Collins in this one, just knowing that this front court's slowly starting to get a little bit more healthy. And again, I don't mind Capella. I prefer him in cash over Jared Allen, but I probably still prefer Jared Allen in my GPPs just for that ownership. And then we still have some value with Boyan Bogdanovich down here at 4,300. Did not you know, perform the way we wanted him to in that last one. Uh, there is no minutes restriction, though, that has been said to be lifted. There's still no Cam Reddish. There's still no DeAndre Hunter. There's still no Chris Dunn. So with all that being said, he took 12 shot attempts in the last one, only shot 16%. Writes the ship on that one. I love the shot attempts. I'm going to love the usage for this guy, and I love the matchup. So 4,300 is definitely a value play that we can take advantage of. So Trey Young, Clint Capella, Boyan Bogdanovich, the only Hawks I have any interest in. Moving on. 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time game. Boston Celtics traveling to Houston. Take on the Rockets in this one. This one is going to be a very, very fantasy-friendly game for a little bit. Celtics fully healthy. Only Romeo Langford dealing with health and safety protocols. Outside of that, their team is back in action. A team that we have not seen healthy for a very long this season, if at all, uh, completely. On the Rockets, complete opposite. They're in full tank mode. Uh, they're going for that top four pick more than life itself. Dante Exum, Eric Gordon, Daniel House, Rodion Curex, P.J. Tucker, John Wall, Christian Wood, all rolled out. Dan- David Nawaba is questionable, uh, which is, again, you've probably seen he was supposed to miss six weeks uh, with his uh, wrist sprain. Uh, he's back, I guess. Uh, he got reevaluated. They said, hey, I guess you can play through it. That or this dude knows he needs to take make the most of every opportunity that he has. So for uh, the Celtics, we'll start over here. It's quite simple for me. I'm not playing a single Celtic. I do not expect this game to stay close. If you do, you're playing Jalen Brown, in my opinion. That's the guy I would look at at 8,200. I just don't want to spend the 95 on Tatum, knowing that we have so many other studs to pay for. I'll cross him right out of my player pool. Brown, I'll play in GPPs as a pivot and as somebody if I'm trying to game script this game a little bit more. Not touching anybody else. It's just that simple for me. I just don't think we need to do it. On the Houston side of the ball, now we definitely have some value here. And we have some smack in the face value that it's going to be pretty chalky that I still don't think we can avoid. Kevin Porter Jr. at 5K. The dude has just been an absolute stud. Ever since the Rockets took a shot on him, they sent him down to the G League and they let him just go buck wild. It's exactly what he's been doing. And uh, the big thing with Kevin Porter Jr. is he handles the ball a lot. He's been playing a lot of point guard for them. And as long as John Wall's out, we can continue to expect big games from Kevin Porter Jr. I don't expect his minutes to be limited in any way, shape, or form. If the game gets out of hand, they're still going to let this dude play. So 5K, sign me up, chalk, lock him in. I'm good with him again. And the other guy we can look at, in my opinion, that is probably going to be pretty chalky that we just can't get away from is uh, – is KJ Martin Jr. It's it's just uh, it's too hard to avoid this dude. Again, they're just without bodies. They're not playing PJ Tucker until they trade him. He should continue to get the bulk of the power forward minutes. 
And he's got the rebounding and the solid base floor that we're looking for. 4,500 and a guy that's been putting up about, you know, an average over the last three games of almost 33 DK points. Sign me up. The minutes will continue to be there. So uh, if you want to take some shots at him, I don't blame you. I'll be playing some Martin Jr. I'll be playing some Porter Jr. Give me some of the junior brothers on this Houston team, and I'll take some stabs at him. The other guys I'll take looks at, you know, Victor Oladipo, 8,400. I don't know if I'll go there in this exact matchup, knowing that it's going to be a tough game for him. We know Boston's pretty tough against shooting guards as it is. They have Marcus Smart back. I think that he's going to draw a fair amount of ownership, and rightfully so, with all the usage that he will have with these other guys out. Uh, but I don't expect this game to stay close, and I'm worried about his minutes. If, if this game you know, gets out of hand and they decide, you know, we're going to rest you, we're going to play some Ben McLemore, we're going to play some Sterling Brown a little bit more, Mason Jones even, that can easily happen. And for all those reasons, I do not think – I think I'll, I'll have a couple stabs, but I'll be mostly underweight on Oladipo. I'll have most of my exposure in uh, Kenyon Martin Jr., and then uh, as well as Kevin Porter Jr. And again, if you want to take stabs at McLemore, I don't mind him. I prefer him over Sterling Brown, but they're both in play. Halfway through the main card, three games left on this slate. We'll keep traveling. We'll keep traveling to Minnesota as Portland takes on Minnesota. 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time game. No game total. No spread. Keep in mind, I told you right off the rip, Gonna, it's going to be a theme, but in all reality, it's just a rematch. We just saw these two teams face off last night, and it was a pretty good game. Portland came out 125-121 in that one, um, and we kind of got in a decent understanding of what to expect in this one. Portland, pretty much the same team that they've been playing with. No Nurkic, no McCollum, so Dame Lillard is going to have to continue to shoulder the workload for them. At 10-3, don't mind Dame in this matchup. He's pretty much going to hit his value no matter what. He's averaging almost 60 DK points against his team. So if I were to spend over 10 k now you heard me talk about all these guys to spend up on. If I were to spend up over 10 k it would be on Dame Lillard. Uh, there's no doubt about it. It's it's just that simple. The fact of the matter is there's nobody else you could spend over 10 k on. But uh, where does he rank, I guess, as far as some of the other guys near him? Right over Butler, I'd like to. I definitely think that's an option. Um, and then it gets a little dicey once we start getting into the, the you know, the I prefer him over Levine as well. We'll go there. So that's it. That's it for me. Not really looking at anybody else on this Portland side. I don't mind looking at Covington at 6K. Starting to get priced up to the point where, you know, there's not a lot of juice left on the bone, but we know his defensive upside. So he's there if you need him. I'm not chasing that Carmelo Anthony explosion in that last game. He came out and put up a whomper of a game. Shot 8 of 14 for 26 actual points. If you want to chase that, so be it. I will opt not to. On the Minnesota side ball, Carl Anthony Towns is 9,100. Coming in way too cheap. Uh, bottom line, that is just too cheap for Carl Anthony Towns. He should probably be priced closer to 10K. And he just put up, talked about a whopper, 60 DK points against the Blazers in this same matchup. Sign me up. Carl Anthony Towns, 9,100. Like I said, my goal is most likely have three studs right around that 9K range in my lineup. Um, and one of those is definitely going to be Carl Anthony Towns, one of my favorite plays. On the slate. Oh, and I'm sorry, I fast forward a little too quickly. Portland. I don't mind looking at Enes Cantor as well. I think Cantor's in a great spot. 6,900, one favorite center plays. I can't believe I almost kept going without mentioning him. I prefer him over Jared Allen, Point Perdon, and Clint Bell. So yeah, keep in mind Cantor, fantastic center and center play in this matchup. Should be able to have his way. Neither him or Carl Anthony Towns very much defense. Uh, for the Timberwolves, again, we'll keep it moving. Only other two guys I'm really looking at. Should just continue to play the bulk of the point guard role without D'Angelo Russell, without Malik Beasley. This dude is just churning and burning. 
Uh, not a great score, but the assists are up, especially Towns back in the lineup, and he feels like it's a nice floor of around 30 DK points, and we've been the season already. So sign me up. I don't mind some rookie Rubio. And then uh, everyone's favorite new toy, Jalen, just getting a ton of good run. Uh, back-to-back games, 28-plus minutes. Back-to-back games with 13-plus shot attempts. Back-to-back games, 25-plus DK points. Those you flash the upside of 50. Do I think that 50 is coming? No, that's going to be few and far in between. Uh, but I think the 20 to 28 is is pretty pretty reasonable. Uh, so if you want to look at him at 51, I think we've already talked about a few guys that are better options overall. But you know, taking a taking an edge on the ownership is never a bad play in your GPPs. And if that's the way you want to go, I don't fault you. Keep an eye on the power forward position. We were told it was going to get uh, tightened up, and we'd kind of see a little bit more stability. Boy, was that a lie. Uh, we did see McDaniel's come out and pretty much showcase the best one out of all of them. So. I expect him to be the guy that eventually wins that role. I just don't know when it's going to be. I feel like I'm saying it every week now. that It's right around the corner. I sound like Santino and Jaron Jackson Jr.'s recovery. Uh, but no, uh, we, we just have to be patient and kind of let this thing work out itself. Next game, Los Angeles Clippers traveling to New Orleans. Take on the Pelicans. 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time game in this one. Uh, we have the injury report. It's a small one. For the Clippers, Patrick Beverly ruled out right knee soreness. And for the Pelicans, J.J. Redick ruled out right heel soreness. That's it. Just one guy for each team. 236.5 game total. Clippers favored by 5.5 points in this one. Talk about some stud value. Kawhi Leonard, 9K. Paul George, 8,100. Both these guys just two feet. It's that simple. I want one of these guys in every single one of my lineups. Which one? It's going to be determined. And $100 between them gets me. Uh, talking about... As, you know, you can easily get Carl Anthony Towns, you can get Paul George or Kawhi Leonard, and you can still pay for a guy like a Jimmy Butler or Trey Young if you want. You can make that happen on this kind of slate. It's very, very easy. We have a ton of value, and we have the studs to do it. So I'll be looking to kind of rock with that sort of build. Um, I'll be tinkering throughout the day. Obviously, more news will come out. But both those guys, absolutely rock solid, fantastic options. I expect them both to hit value in this one. Who gets the 55-plus or the 50-plus game? That's always a dark throw in a, in a roll of the dice when you're talking about Kawhi Leonard and Paul. Probably prefer, if you can only get one of these guys, I prefer Paul George for the $900 discount. Outside of those two guys, I think we can look at Batum, Nicholas Batum at 4,100. I like this matchup for him. Uh, I expect him to see 30-plus minutes in it. 4,100, you know, down minutes in that last game. It was a blowout. Uh, you know, they're not going to play Nicholas Batum, a guy that's been dealing with a broken finger and every other uh, on every other finger for the past 17 seasons and all these other injuries and his age and everything else. It was a 26-point game, played 16 minutes. Expect that to be back up to 30 with this one being a little bit closer and more competitive. So Batum, that we can take advantage of. I don't think I'll be going to anybody else in this one. It's just going to be those three main guys for me. On the Pelican side of the ball, it's definitely a little uglier. I don't like any of these guys. If I had to play one of them, it'd probably be Josh Hart at 5K. Wanted to take a stab at uh, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, knowing with J.J. Redick out, he's been playing that 20-minute uh, you know, bench guard role. I don't mind that, but that's it. It's just going to be those two guys for me. Uh, push comes to shove, I don't think I'm playing any Zion or Ingram. I'll pass on those two guys. I just preferred Paul George for $200 more than Ingram. But maybe if you wanted to take a pivot off of him and go that route, a lot of sense for that. I do not foresee Ingram's ownership being anywhere near only $200. Game of the night, Toronto Raptors traveling to Chicago. Take on the Bulls in this one. There's no injury report. They have yet to submit it. Keep an eye on that. And for the Bulls, Garrett Temp, Devin Dotson, both ruled out. Game total, 42 and a half. 
Chicago favored by three and a half points. And we'll start off with the Raptors here. Uh, same bodies dealing with the health and safety protocols that we do not uh, know exactly when they'll be back. That's Van Vliet, that's Siakam, that's OG. Uh, as well as McCaw and Malachi Flynn all rolled out, pretty much guaranteed, even without that injury report. Chris Boucher should be expected to play in this one. He did take uh, you know, a little a little blow the other day. Uh, had to get three stitches in his lip, but one would expect that he should be suited up for this one. That that shouldn't slow down too, too much. Off of the top here, Kyle Lowry. Uh, you got to lead where, it, uh, where where you need to, I guess. I don't know what else to say. I was trying to think of something else clever to come up with, but as the end of the podcast approaches, cleverness, it drains. Uh, but Kyle Lowry, 8,600, it's a price tag to play on, but we know we're looking at at least 40 points. This is a fantastic matchup for him where we can easily see that 50 to 60 point upside from Lowry. Chicago's defense is not playing defense against backcourts. 80. You rank these guys. I don't. We have so many studs that we want to play. Um, I don't think I will. Paul George. I still think I prefer Carl Anthony. He's over him. I think I. You know, push comes to shove. Point production. I think I would play Carl That's a little tighter. A little bit tighter on that one. And uh, yeah, so he's up there. He ranks up there. Not a bad play. Eighty six hundred. We're eighty four. And then it would just be lock him right in. Norman Powell. I love this. It's been a fantastic, fantastic option for this Raptors team. Kind of helping them bridge the gap when they can't stay healthy. Don't think I'll get to him at 74, though. Just talking about some of the guys and where I'm going to fall money-wise. It's got to be realistic, and I just don't myself landing on him. Shea, don't mind him at all at 7K. Just prefer Inez Cantor over him for only $100 cheaper, point per dollar, just right then and there. But he's just going to continue to because of 700 minutes, Aaron Baines is not good at basketball. As long as he's playing 30-plus minutes, this guy has 50-plus point upside. So sign me up, and uh, I'll pass on all these wing options. Uh, maybe Bembry if you want it at 44, but we have all that Houston value to take advantage of where I just don't know if we need to get there. Uh, yeah, I'll probably pass. Over to the Chicago side. Let's do it. On the Chicago side of the we talked about Zach Levine coming in at 9,200. Great option. Great. Got us crossing some of these guys off eventually, though. You can't play them all. Zach Levine versus Trey Young. 92 versus 93. If I had to pick, it would be a lot it. But that's the way I'm leaning. Expect the ownership to be relatively similar for both these guys. Uh, actually, maybe Levine gets a little higher because of the late game hammer. A lot of people try to have some exposure to late game hammer. Not playing any coach front court. Laurie Marketing, Wendell Carter. Those minutes are back up. The shoulder put back K point games. 6,200. Don't mind some. That's probably pretty much it. I don't think I'll be going to Otto Porter Jr. as his minutes are slowly getting ramped back up. And, uh, yeah, everybody else is kind of having their by this fight getting healthy. That simple. Well, that's it. 35 minutes. Solo dolo. Now, as you guys might have listened, it's uh, do popular demand. We always say, hey, give us that five star. Give us that thumbs up. Give us that rating and review. Leave us your constructive criticism. We take it to heart. We will make adjustments. We want to deliver the best product that we can for you guys. And we had to put our money where our mouth is. So we had numerous, numerous responses to add some sort of player tier 
approach at the end of our shows, just kind of going over, you know, who our favorite expensive guy is, who's our favorite uh, mid-tier option, and uh, then I guess, you know, who our favorite value play is. And we're going to continue to do that. We're going to bring that every show. So obviously with only one person on, you're only going to get three plays from me. But generally you would get one of one expensive tier from uh, both players, one mid-tier and one value. And we're, there's no cop-outs. There's no repeating names. That's how we're going to do it. So before I jump into that, if you guys could go give us a thumbs up, give us a five-star Apple Podcast, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever you're listening to it. It means the world to us. Trying to trying to get the best product that we could to you guys. And we also want, you know, a little pat on the back doesn't hurt us either. We like to see our, our efforts are going to a good place. So uh, thank you guys for doing that. And if you want to, I'd appreciate it. Follow me on Twitter, at Mike Apatria, M-I-K-E-A-P-O-T-R-I-A. You can get me most of the days. I'm in there. And uh, if you don't get me on there between, you know, 6 and 8 p.m., I'm probably in our Discord. So check out our fantasy and DFS pass to have access to that good stuff. Great community of people over there just talking hoops, talking some DFS, talking some fantasy, bouncing ideas off each other, asking questions. We're doing some fun things out there. But we'll jump right into this for the player tiers. Now, we talked about it. We'll start with the expensive tier. Uh, there's so many guys that we could choose from. Now, who's the one stud that I cannot see myself leaving this late without? Well, it's going to be chalky, and it's going to be Carl Anthony Towns. 9100 I love that price tag for Cat. I love the match for Cat. It's just all around. Everything is there for him. So at 9100 I will surely have some exposure to Carl Anthony Towns. It just makes a lot of sense compared to some of these other guys, Kawhi Leonard, Zach Levine, Trey Young. All these four guys have these same. We can even throw Jimmy Butler in there in 9400 all four of these guys have very similar ceilings. Um, all of them have very, very high floors, but Cat's floor just feels like the most bang-in sure thing between 40 and 50 points out of any of these guys. So I'll sign myself up for some Carl Anthony Towns. He will be my expensive tier player. Now, sliding over to the mid-tier. You know, mid-tier, what I consider mid-tier, uh, it, it could be anything. I mean, depending on the slate, that's going to determine what is actual value. Uh, but mid tier is to me is anywhere between about five and uh, about seven. You know that that you know seven to eight k range. You can maybe consider that as well. I'll try to avoid that because the easy cop out would just be uh, my main man Paul George at eighty one hundred. The easy one just to go to. See you later. Uh, but I'll try to avoid that. And if I had to pick a mid tier play, it's going to be that center I mentioned a little earlier, Inez Cantor. The same match going against Carl Anthony Towns sixty nine hundred. It's going to be tough. I mean, uh, you know, maybe you didn't want me to give two center options, but on DK, we could also play two centers. Uh, but I just love this matchup. In his canter, just 6,900 has been a smack dab, consistent player. Can't argue with it. In 22 minutes against this team, in two games a season, he's averaging 32 DK points. This dude plays 30 DK points. There's not a world that I can imagine where he gets anything less than 35. So sign me up. I don't mind playing some Inez Canter at 6,900. And, uh, yeah, if you wanted, I guess, another another little mid-tier value play, if you just didn't want me to cop out with the two, uh, the two easy center options, we can go away from that a little bit. No big deal. It would just simply be a lot of that, uh, that Houston value. It's kind of hard to avoid it. Kevin Porter Jr. Uh, is a must-play, in my opinion, and um, in the Larry Nance as well. Don't mind Larry Nance. Two good value plays right there that you'll see me rolling out. Kevin Porter Jr. for the Rockets, mid-tier, and then a uh, – Larry Nance at 4,900. Also like that as a nice little mid-tier play as well. I said two Rockets. It's because I was going to go out and say Ken, Kenyon Martin Jr. as well. But I'll switch it up. We'll, we'll say it. And uh, for the value. Now, when we're looking at this slate as far as value, I already kind of touched on it. A lot of my value is going to be spent in that high fours, that low five range, and then not spending up on all the expensive studs 
getting a fair amount of exposure to those mid-tier studs that I feel like they're all in great spots and they all have some great exposure. So uh, I might just I might take the cop out here because I don't want to give out plays that I don't back myself. Now, when we're looking at anybody less than 5K, who could I see myself playing? The one guy I could probably see myself playing might be a guy like Terrence Davis if those minutes, if we hear. He only played 13 in the last one in his first game from injury, so we'll have to monitor that. Keep an eye on it. If we hear that he is you know, playing a full workload, there's no limitations, there's nothing like that. He's somebody I can see that we could look at at 4K. Uh, and if, you, if we don't have any of that news, it would be Nikhil Alexander-Walker at 4,200. As long as um, J.J. Reddick continues to be out, we should see 20 to 25 minutes off the bench. The game gets out of hand. He'll play even more. Not worried about the blowout factor for him one, one bit. So I think that we can look at him if we need somebody under 5K at 4,200. So I gave him away a few plays. This is my first time on here. So uh, doing the, the little player tier action. So and I had a little fun with it. But thank you guys for listening. As always, we will be back tomorrow. It'll be myself, my main man from that, from Australia, Brett Nackersley. We'll be breaking down that Monday card for you guys. Take care. Let's go crush some GPPs. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.